welcome to another episode of Tuesday Tea with me, your host, Sweet D. And today I have an incredible guest. I cannot wait for you to meet her. Jessica Nicole is here with me. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Dominica. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. Even in just like the first few minutes of us talking, I was like, wait, let me hit record because this is gold. So I know that the listeners are going to get so much value out of just who you are and your story and everything you bring to the female entrepreneur world. So welcome. Yeah. I mean, there's an interlocking thread with all of us. And I think we touched on that for a minute. It's just regardless of what it looks like on the exterior, there's struggle, there's insecurities, there's fear of failure, fear of success. It's all of those things that unite all of us, whether you're a big voice or a little voice or a medium voice. So totally. Well, let me introduce you properly before we jump in here, okay? (laughs) Jessica is the host of Mom Slow Down and the founder of the health and wellness app, The Zen Mommy. And through her extensive experience, she has created a holistic program that supports women, especially moms, in the crucial art of self-care. Yay. Thank God. Thank God for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Because we need more support. My gosh. I know I'm, I'm a mom. I'm well, I'm about to be a mom of two. I'm currently very pregnant with number two. Um, I only see you from the waist up and no one's out there listening sees you at all. So <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm exactly at the halfway mark 20 weeks today. Um, well, that's and, a, I mean, I mean, you're definitely very pregnant, but you're not like popping at the seams pregnant. You still I, have a ways to go. My friend, Well, I have like no waist. So I'm, I just feel yeah. very pregnant. I know I'm, I'm with you. I'm five two. Wasted. So I was all, all belly. Oh yeah. 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 Just <laughs> all belly. Yeah. And you have two daughters. Is that right? I do. I have two daughters and what I learned recently to call two bonus sons, which it sounds way better than stepsons since I I helped raise them. And now they're 20 and 18. So I love that bonus sons. That's yeah. Way better. Right. Like I'm not in middle age. I'm just midlife. That's (laughs) (laughs) yes. I love it. Right. It's all about how we reframe it. Absolutely. So I want to talk to you about slowing down because I feel like as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and especially a mom, we're constantly just running it at all ends. We're just, we're doing a lot all the time. So what was your inspiration behind mom slow down? How did that all come about? Um, a lot of failure, a lot Mm -hmm. of struggle, uh, a lot of, of not slowing down, a lot of getting my, my health to a point where I was at like full adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue. I was sick constantly. I was angry and resentful and I, 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 I don't sleep. What was that? I didn't know what that was. Uh, and there was a point, right? So eventually it's all going to give because it's not sustainable. When we talk about like burnout as a real thing, it is not sustainable to run at that level, that length, you know, I decided not only was going to open my own uh, yoga studio, I was going to get into design uh, anti-cellulite yoga pants, right. With no fashion experience. And I was going to raise these four kids, which I had at the time. And I was just going to do it all and still look put together and fit and, you know, get all my shit high and tight and all that stuff. And no, it just doesn't work. Oh, and then how's my brother who came home from prison? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. This is just an aside, right? So there was a lot and there was a breaking moment. And I had been in yoga for a couple of years at that point and I've, you know, taught yoga and there's a lot of like, it's a lot easier to preach it 
than to really apply it into your own life. And I kind of met my maker. I think I really kind of got to that point where I had to start eating the own, my own medicine. I had to really start applying the things that I was teaching other women in my studio to myself because I didn't really have a choice at that point. Mm. And the funny thing is, and I've been there and I know I've, I've felt it. I know all the things I'm, I'm type a, I'm a perfectionist. I started a career in commercial real estate selling tens of millions of dollars of real estate at 19 years old. I, I get all of those things and slowing down feels really counterintuitive <laughs> and it feels like if we just go faster, if we just do more, that's going to make it better. And the reality is there's no end to that. There's just that doing more peace. Like it never gets better. There's just more to do. And really for me, when I resisted meditation and I resisted that piece, like it was easy for me to do yoga because I had a gymnast and cheerleading background. I was like, oh yeah, this is like exercise. This is great. I can do this. But when I really got into a meditation practice and really started to kind of take my own medicine and slow down, that's when I really understood the value of rest, which I don't think I ever knew before. Mm. I feel like we have quite a few parallels totally type A as well. And the more I continue to stack on my plate, I felt like, oh, this is productive. This is good. This is what I'm supposed to do. Woman, woman of the world, getting it all done. And when I had my daughter, I couldn't do it anymore. And I just reached ultimate burnout, just the ultimate burnout where I knew that I couldn't even take client calls because everything that was coming out of my mouth was like, what am I talking about? <laughs> like, I, I have to do this for myself first because it's not reflecting positively for my clients. So yeah, I, I feel you on like having your own medicine for sure. Cause it's, it's humbling. Right. But also very, uh, just a very much, uh, just an eye opener, like crap, I have to do this now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's necessary. And I, I feel like, like addicts, you know, perfectionist addicts, you know, that's their very obsessive personality. We're very driven mm -hmm. and you kind of have to get to a rock bottom moment where you're like, mm, okay, something has to change. This isn't sustainable. And I know I can't continue on this way. I'm not showing up as the best self for my children, which gives you strength that you never thought you had. Uh, and ultimately I'm not showing up as the best self for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want something different. I want to, especially having daughters. I want some, I have two girls. I, I want something different for them. I want to be able to embody what I'm teaching them because they're not going to just listen to the words that come out of my mouth. They're going to see how I treat other people. How do I treat myself? If I'm telling them, oh no, you don't work out when you're injured, you need to rest and, and heal your body. And I'm out in a boot, riding My Peloton, like a crazy person, <laughs> you know, what are they going to pick up on? Right. That lead by examples, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So how do you go about finding then inspiration in the day-to-day -day when life presents challenges? Yeah. And life, life is challenging. So yoga doesn't diminish the challenges or ups and downs. You're still going to have highs and lows. You're still going to have joy and pain. It allows you to be really present in that experience. So both joy and pain are acceptable. Mm -hmm. You can kind of handle that because you're not attaching on to all of this stuff. And so for me, slowing down, checking in, feeling the emotions that uh, 
we push off or, or negate or, or stuff down in some way uh, is really helpful. The other piece that's super helpful is recognizing when that inner critic starts talking really loudly. You know, I said to you, I was like, God, today, and like my inner critic was like, man, you suck. You shouldn't be doing this. You just give it up. You're a joke. You know, all of those things, imposter syndrome, like that stuff is real. And then being like, okay, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes. I'm going to get recentered. I'm going to feel really grounded because real what's happening right now in this moment is not me sucking and not doing all those things is that I'm okay. Mm. And so there's a, there's a way to distance yourself from the monkey mind, the chatter. That's what yoga teaches us. That's what presence, awareness, mindfulness, meditation, you know, all these words, things teach us to kind of be in our body. And in that moment that in your body, in your breath, right there, you're okay. Your kids are okay. Your business. Okay. Everything's okay. Hmm. I struggle with that a lot being in the moment, which is in large part why I love doing podcasts like this, because I have to be in the moment. We're having a conversation, right? It's, it's triggering my brain, like stay present, be here, be now. But I'm constantly thinking like 25 steps ahead when I realize, oh my gosh, it's six o'clock at night. I've got to get dinner on the table. I've been, I've been thinking or daydreaming about tomorrow or a week from now when I missed the day. Do you have any strategies or tactics? I know you mentioned meditation and yoga, but perhaps something as a reminder for us entrepreneurs to really like recognize those moments and and be in the moment. Yeah. So like suffering is caught up in the past Mm. or worrying about the future, something that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So anything in the future is still left to chance, no matter how much we plan for it. And I'm an anxious person. I just hit it all with, you know, Uber planning and control and, you know, type A OCD personality traits. And so, you know, I start my day work day, which is a few minutes of like breathing. And it's hard because my computer's there. Everything about my essence is like, get to it. There's emails that want you, you know, everybody wants a piece of you and to like sit there and be like, no, I'm going to just, I'm going to just ground myself and feel the chair that I'm sitting on, feel my feet. Nature is an incredible, I mean, you're in a beautiful place. Mine tends to be a little gray and Midwesterny, but being out in nature and just breathing fresh air brings you into that present moment. And so that's where joy is experienced. That's where we get to experience our children, our friends, our partners, our relationships, our business. We we get to experience it in the present moment. The mind just tells us the story about what we think is happening, right? That's not real, but to really be there and, and show up and like, hear your children and, and be attuned to their needs because you're actually present and you're not worried about what you're making for dinner or the meetings you have tomorrow or what you're going to wear to this thing or whatever is going on, but to hear them and be attuned emotionally, which takes presence. You're not going to pick up on their very subtle cues because our kids can't tell you what they're thinking, feeling, experiencing. They don't have those, that verbiage yet. They're, you know, they haven't grown that way. And so to be able to be right there and be like, okay, wait a minute, ding, I think my child needs me. I'm, I'm picking up on those cues. You have to be attuned to be in your body, you know, to notice those things. And so as far as tips, I mean, breathing, as silly as it sounds, it's something that we all do and every person that's alive breathes, but it is the tool that is the most accessible 
I don't want to use the word easy because nothing's really easy to try to get out of the monkey mind, but it's accessible to all and just feeling your breath. And I do, I'll sit in my chair, I'll feel my hips grounded. I'll feel my feet on the floor and I start to feel the breath coming in. I notice the sensations. I feel it on my upper lip. I notice any smells in the room. And then I just observe. Mm. So part of that mindfulness piece is being an observer without judgment. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the <laughs> tricky tough. part. That's yeah. the tricky part because our mind wants to tell us a whole story about it. Uh, good, bad, you know, pleasure, pain, you know, the whole thing is our mind trying to tell us about the experience, but just really to observe or witness. And that's, you know, for me, that was the gift in the practice of yoga. It's an internal practice. It's internal awareness. Everything about the practice is asking you to go inside, to be curious and explore. I love that. One of my greatest mentors continues to tell me, what do you notice? What do you notice about just how you're feeling in the moment? where you're at. And by you saying like feet on the floor, get grounded. I feel like I have to do that before every meeting. I have to have like a mini grounding session yeah. because I don't want to carry whatever conversation I had into the next one and the next one. Right. It's I, gosh, I think being a woman, even whether you're a mom or not presents those challenges. Cause there's so much, I love that you call monkey mind, right. That chatter constantly going on. And then you put with the kids on top of it and it's, it's a lot. It's we a are lot. housing the emotional aptitude of everyone in our family. We know their schedules, their allergies, what they like, what they don't like, what time they go to bed, what time they brush their teeth. Which, and we know all of that. That is our superhuman power and also our curse as moms. Mm. And we're all doing it, right? Dads aren't necessarily doing that. I mean, you know, they, they might participate. <laughs> they participate and they're great. And I love our dads, but you know, moms, we've got all of it going in our mind. Right. And just for the sake of this analogy, and it is tough. It is tough because there is chatter and there is a necessity to knowing these things and, and planning for these things and preparing for these things. And there's also time to check in. I mean, you were doing mindfulness work right there of just saying, Hey, I have to have a few minutes to like let go of what happened in the past, that past conversation, because that's never coming back. Mm-hmm. And you also had enough insight to be like, I don't want to let that past influence my present, what's happening right now. So it's an energetic release. We're letting that go. We're coming into the moment. And it's and it's a beautiful gift, I think, to all of us. Yeah when we're able to, when we're able yeah. to, to have the reminder to ourselves of, okay, just let that go, get grounded, get centered. Yeah. I really suggest if you're just starting out in any kind of mindfulness, breath, meditation, anything is to set a timer in your phone, give you an alert at some point in the day and just let that be a check-in. Maybe you have an alert for an emotional check-in. You might do a little journaling that's cathartic. You get some thoughts out on paper. You release that energy. And maybe some point later in the day, you do a check-in, do three minutes of breathing, just mindful breathing and start that way that we start to build these habits because things aren't just going to happen on your own. You're not just going to come out and be a, a mindful, grounded, centered being by just existing, right? There takes effort to start to build the habits, but what we know about the brain is it's, it's malleable and we can change our neural pathways. We can change and affect our brain and we can start to behave differently and create new habits. I mean, we know that. Yeah. My gosh, talk about habits. It makes me think of something that was just so crazy in my life. Something so simple that 
has made all the difference in my little family. We have the most beautiful dining room table. It's gorgeous. We spent a lot of money on it. It's beautiful. I stare at, I was staring at it every day, walking past it. We never used it because we would have dinner and sit down and watch something, right? And at dinner time, we never talked. It was just this like, you know, okay, time to wind down. Okay, good night, everyone. We watched a show. Well, one day I was like, you know, we should use the table. Why don't we like set up dinner and actually use the table? And now that's what we do. And it it's hilarious that I didn't, it's not hilarious, like seriously, but it's, it's sad and hilarious that I didn't necessarily realize, oh, we should probably talk as a family about how our day was and be in the moment and make sweet connections and continue to build sweet family memories. And this table has helped us do that. And it's been sitting there for years. <laughs> so it just, it's incredible to me how very, very simple things by noticing by letting that monkey mind chatter just, you know, fall away and go, okay, let's actually use the thing, the tools we have. Um, I, I, I wanted to bring this up because I feel like as women, we're constantly seeking for new advice, new tools, new direction, mentors, but a lot of the tools that I have found, um, I have had bits and pieces already ready to go or inside me or my dining room table or whatever it was. Like it doesn't need to be some big elaborate thing where I have to go buy like the $50,000 course or go to the summit. It's like, there's so many things I feel like we can do just in our immediate world and set up healthy boundaries and habits that can really like for, for the long haul, make a big difference. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I say this all the time. We've had intuition bred out of us by society. We, as women have been told to be nice, to play small, to be quiet, to not trust our gut when we're walking in an alleyway because someone gives us the vibe, but we want to be nice because maybe they're really a good person and they're not going to steal our purse or, or do harm to us. And so, you know, we have kind of pushed aside the intuition piece and the feminine energy is the softness, is the divine, is this beautiful space of being, of existing, of, you know, of intuition, of trusting, of knowing. And it's inside each and every one of us. I mean, we all have masculine and feminine. The masculine is the doing. The feminine is the being. And so tapping into that, like you said, wait a minute, that answer was there all along. But you just had to notice. You're like, oh, wait, if we sit down at this table, let me observe what happens or what changes in our family dynamic? I love at the end of my podcast, I ask sometimes, and I love this question. I said I would do a documentary is I want to take a snapshot of a family at dinner time because I think it says so much, not good or bad, or you know, there's no right or wrongs, but so much about the value of that family unit, what it says about the dinner table. And so for you to say, hey, I notice that like this is what's going on and we're not really interacting and do I want that? I don't know. Let's try something else and, and try a new experience and being open and present to that. I mean, you had that knowing in you as businesswomen, I feel like, and that's where that slowing piece, slowing down piece comes is the knowing the trusting the intuition. When you feel like this might be the next best move, sit down and just breathe with it for a few minutes, hmm. go inside be curious. How does that feel? Do I feel anxious or tight? Do I feel expansive or tingly and sensation? I mean, what are you feeling? What are the actual physical sensations you feel you are feeling in that moment? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in that quiet time, in that time of just kind of sitting in presence, you can get so much insight. 
and awareness. It doesn't mean we don't need the coaches and need the professionals and people to kind of bounce ideas off. And all of that community is great and incredible. And women need that. We need connection. And ultimately, just trusting what we already have inside each of us. You're awesome. This is so fun. <laughs> this is so fun. So tell me a bit about your app. So when did you start building the app and what is it all about? And if ladies want it, what can they expect from it? Yeah. So I had a studio in my house where I had the privilege of seeing clients more therapeutically, just one-on-one. And when the pandemic hit, like everything, right, everything was closed and I didn't know what to do. And I wanted to offer these kind of tools that made such a difference in my life. The mindset piece, meditation, breath work, that's definitely a key. Yoga as the movement piece, because yoga as a practice, people are resistant to it. They're like, I'll hit the bar, I'll, I'll run on the treadmill, I'll do all these things. And yoga, people are kind of like, oh, they either love it or they're just not interested. But it's such a beautiful practice of, of really getting in touch with your body, getting in touch with your curiosity of really exploring and it's accessible to all people, all levels. It doesn't have to be crazy hard. And when you practice yoga, your body at the end of the day and your mind for that matter is like, yes, do that again, do that again. So I always say when people come to class, I'm like, I know how hard it was for you to get here, but at the end, no one has walked out of a yoga class and been like, "Mm, I shouldn't have done that. that. That was a waste of time. They're like, Oh my gosh this is incredible. I had the most amazing experience. And so it's, it's just been such a blessing in my life. And I offer, I went to culinary school for fun after the birth of my first daughter, because I like food and I'm obsessively compulsively thinking about food all the time. So I might as well do something with it. Uh, But as moms, I know that we are tasked with usually cooking for the family and it's not a skill set or an activity that everyone enjoys. And I remember being like the last kid picked on the soccer field. You're not going to want to do something if you're not good at it. And if you don't feel confident in it. And so for me, I wanted to create even just baseline videos. Here's how you hold a knife. Here's how you cut an onion. You know, here's how you grill food. Here's some things for you to know. Here's my whole recipe database. Cause I love creating recipes that are allergy friendly. We just happen to be gluten and dairy free. There's all kinds of food allergies out there, but that's the ones that, you know, focus on whole foods for us and our family and what I want to offer the world. And so I wanted to put it in an accessible kind of package. Uh, There's a community wall where people can connect uh, with me and with other Zen mommies. uh, And, and I'm really proud of it. So just out there, you know, getting the word out and wanting to make it accessible. And I think yoga is a piece that like, it's intimidating to go into a yoga studio if you've never practiced. And we all remember, or we can put ourselves in the beginner's mindset. And I did this in my studio and I want to do it in my app that if you have a little bit of skill set, if you have a little bit of confidence, the idea is you practice it at home in your safe space. When it's time, all the classes are less than 30 minutes, you know, and you, and you feel comfortable being in your body where you feel confident to go out into that yoga studio, to go out and practice and, and do something that's good for your body and mind. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. I had no idea that you went 
to culinary school, but on your YouTube channel, I saw how to properly hold a knife. And I watched that. I was like, I've been doing this wrong this whole time. <laughs> so super helpful. Yeah. Thank you for including that. That's so cool. And so where can we download the app? Is it available Android, iOS, both? Yeah. Learning? Apple and Google. Uh, it's a Zen Mommy, Zen Mommy app. It's free download. There's a subscription service for $9.99 a month. Uh, I teach live classes on there. So it's affordable. There's a huge database of, I also teach something called myofascial release, which is like trigger point release that for all athletes and or weekend warriors, we all need that to give a little love back to our body because as we age and I've experienced, right, we have to start giving back to the body um, or it'll give out on us really. Totally. I've had my fair share of osteopathy appointments. <laughs> so yeah. many, I totally understand. That's amazing. You have so much knowledge. It's incredible. If people want to get in contact with you on social media or follow the Zen mommy on Instagram, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So the website is the Zen I'm on Instagram at the underscore Zen underscore mommy. I'm on TikTok sharing food stuff at the Zen mommy. I'd love to hear from everybody and reach out. Uh, and the podcast is mom slow down. So mm-hmm. it's just that little reminder that, uh, we can all take a little moment to slow down and find our joy. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and for being here with me. It's really nice. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) All right. That's it for this episode. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.